Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with our wonderful co-host. We've got the late night version of R Sigma. Hi, I'm here. (laughs) And awake. And we've got the not late night version of Mark. Hey. We're the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, where we talk everything Pokemon from the trading card game to the video game to everything in between. Puckle, of course, is the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007, where we talk everything Pokemon. Like I just said, I just repeated the intro. (laughs) And we're going to go ahead and just talk about whatever the heck is going on. You can tell it's really late night for Thatch. It is. It is. It's later. (laughs) And I got up early today, too. Uh, which just like compounds it. How how early is early? Well, okay, so I got up at like five, right? Okay, mm-hmm. this morning, but which is like slightly earlier than I usually get up. Like I usually get up around like six six thirty. Yeah, and so I got up at five mostly because I'm like trying to get up earlier to go for my runs. Only because for two reasons: one, it's so it's so just hot outside. Yeah, yeah, it is, and <laughs> it just makes it easier to go for a run in the morning when it's like not like hot. It's just awful because like I like to run, right? And well, like like is a very strong word, actually. <laughs> you feel the need to run. I feel the need to be active, and like this is kind of bad because like I'm just like a min maxer for life, right? Mm. And okay, <laughs> like the most efficient way to burn calories in t- terms of like calories per time spent doing activity is just running. Oh, like one of like one of the best calories per time. Without, like, going and doing, like, ridiculous exercises. Like, of course, I think, like, if you did, like, CrossFit or something, it might be might be more efficient. Mm-hmm. But you know what I can't do with CrossFit? Just, like, walk right outside my house and go do it. Yeah, that's true. I was going to say, I feel like weightlifting is supposed to burn a lot of calories. It's hard to measure that. It is actually really hard to measure, like, the caloric output. But, like, you can me- – like, there's a decent way to, like, measure the output from running as a physicist. Uh, <laughs> you can You can measure that. But – it's uh I don't know. It it's just very efficient in terms of things I can like just go do very easily. So so you're running how how far are you running now? Uh it depends. Like uh I was up to five miles and then like I kinda slowed down. Good lord. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is I don't run, so this is this is crazy to me. <laughs> it it was crazy it was crazy to me like years ago, man. Like uh what really happened so what really happened to me, this is just like a whole journey and has nothing to do with Pokemon. But what happened was I, so like in college, I ended up getting like a ton of weight, right? As one does. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think that's the standard experience. So. That's very that's very normal, right? And I gained like probably somewhere on the on the order of like forty pounds or something. And then oh, I started okay. running, and then like I I noticed it, I would lose it a little bit, and I wasn't going far. I was going like maybe like two and a half miles or something like that. Uh, then it fell off, and then I went to grad school, and then like, they've stressed there, so like the weight loss didn't happen at all. Mm-hmm. And then one day I just got like tired of it, and. My friends forced me to sign up for like a 5K and I signed up for a 5K and so I got into the running and like it's helped me start to lose weight. And then grad school continued and I stopped running. Then near the time when I, uh, near the time I was about to graduate from grad school, I like stepped on the scale and I'm like, okay, I can't give myself the excuse that I'm stressed out by grad school anymore for this number. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just started running and I was just getting up to like ridiculously high numbers because, like, what I would do is I'd set myself, like, a goal to go a little bit farther. Because the idea is, you know, you can burn more calories the farther you run. Which is sure. kind of true, but, like, eventually what ends up happening is, like, when you lose weight, you just become more... You, your body's just, like, finer-tuned to run. Mm-hmm. So you don't burn as many calories per mile. <laughs> and so, like, to burn the same amount of calories, you have to run farther. And so I ended up just, like, continually pushing myself. I got up to, like, six miles at one point back then and it was i mean it was good i felt good and i dropped like 40 pounds so how do how do you deal with your knees see my issue is i have a bad knee my knees are okay my knees are okay it's more my feet right now yeah like i i I mean it's definitely i don't know exactly what happened with my feet i went to a foot doctor because i was like having some foot pain at one point uh this is like old man speak this has nothing to do with pokemon (laughs) but like i went to the uh, i went to the doctor and they like x-rayed my foot and the guy goes, how old are you? And I go, I'm like 30, man. And he's just like, well, your foot doesn't look like you're 30. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, this is like, it's a compound thing. So like, I kid you not, I got turf toe bowling. Turf? Wait, what, what is turf toe? Okay. So uh, this is a thing that like a lot of football players get. It's called turf toe. And what turf ends up happening toe. is you end up uh, essentially, uh, it's like a sprain for your big toe oh okay and it really sucks because like you it hurts to walk and stuff it's like it's like a simultaneously like a sprain and like jamming it and so what you do is you end up like hurting a lot of the cartilage at that joint in your big toe oh geez and so like i did this proper stuff to like quote unquote recover from it and then i talked to the doctor and the doctor's like no 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 those football players never recover like they never actually recover from turf toe so you're basically screwed you're gonna have this injury forever yeah you, you get it's essentially arthritis it's essentially arthritis <laughs> <laughs> it's like early onset arthritis oh man and so i talked to i talked to the doctor i go what's the what's the like what do i do you know and he says yeah you just have to be conservative so like i have to be like this is so old man like i, I hate talking about this because like i have to buy specific shoes right like i have to check the shoes. oh for the uh for the support, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, not just for the support. Like, I can't wear the shoes that are, like, I have. I go up to every shoe I buy, and I try to bend it, right? And if I can't okay. bend it, that's a good shoe. Oh, I see. Because then it then it won't let my, like, toe bend as much, right? So it's more conservative. And you can buy running shoes that are made to prevent you from, like, hurting your toe. Mm-hmm. So it's not a huge issue anymore now that I've learned that, and, like, I bought the proper shoes. So... I yeah, I mean running's fine. I like doing it just because like I said, it's like half hour running, I'm good for the day. You know, I've done I've done my exercise. Mm-hmm. And you do this daily? 
Uh, close. Uh, I mean, some days I take it off and like, I'll just go walk, right? Okay. Like, I'll just go walk for like twice the time I would go run instead. Okay. So Thatch, I have to know if you, yeah. if you wanted to start running, so you're doing it in the morning. I prefer the morning. I mean, it depends on your locale. <laughs> so I mean, you just, are you just like rolling out of bed and ru- hitting the road or? Yeah. I mean, you should, you should stretch. Well, sure. Right. I mean, but you're not like, you're not doing anything beforehand. It's just, like the first thing you do when you get up. Yeah, the first, I like to do it the first thing in the morning because, like, if I then eat you can anything, shower afterwards. And- yeah, yeah. If, yeah. If I eat anything in the morning before I run, I just don't feel good when I run. Well, yeah, I would imagine that wouldn't be good. My wife has the opposite experience. Really? Yeah. So, but yeah, I just like get up and I run, and I mean, you don't have to get up and start running like far if you want to actually right. start doing it. Like, you could just, uh, you could just go ahead and just run like a mile and then like walk yourself like half a mile or something. You know, and just kind of get started. I mean, that's how I started. I just was running like a mile. That might not be a bad idea. Uh, like I said, I have a bad knee, and yeah. most of my exercise has been walking. Yeah, and like doing sort of like things outside. That's what I do. I mean, I think walking's fine. Like walking is great exercise. Yeah, I walk daily for like an hour, forty-five minutes an hour. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's good exercise. Yeah, I don't know. I I haven't had any seriously health like health issues yet, but. It's just, it's one thing that's always annoyed me is I've had this bad knee forever and I can't really run reliably. Yeah. Otherwise I could give out and just be extremely painful. But you know what you could do while you're running? You could also listen to Pokemon podcasts or, uh, it's true. Think about TCG (laughs) (laughs) like I do probably. Now we've circled back. This is Pokemon. Uh, this is Pokemon content. Try to convince yourself that Pidgeot is good. That's all you got to do. I'm still, I, okay, okay. I don't think it's good, <laughs> but. I, I'm not going to die on this hill. Okay, so for the, for reference for those of you at home, uh, there's a new Pokemon TCG set coming out called Obsidian Flames on August 11th, and it's based on a, it, most of it's based on a TCG set in Japan that doesn't drop until like the 27th or something. It hasn't been fully revealed yet, which is an oddity for us. <laughs> it's very, this is very rare. We will have pre-releases before it comes out, I think. Yes, in Japan. We will have pre-releases in the U.S. before it's released in Japan, which is insane. It is being simultaneously spoiled in every language, and it's absurd and difficult. I love it. I love it. It is pure chaos, and I'm here for it. So they just announced a new card called, uh, that's Pidgeot EX, and for those of you who aren't very familiar with the TCG, that means that you probably have to evolve it from a Pidgeotto or a Pidgey with a rare candy. Probably a Pidgey. Like, there is not a good Pidgeotto. More likely a Pidgey with a rare candy, right? Like, Yeah. Like, there is no good Pidgeotto. There has to be a good Pidgeotto to want to evolve it from yeah. a Pidgeotto. But the Pidgeot EX has an ability called Quick Search, which just lets you search once per turn for any card in your deck and just grab it. Oh, wow. And everybody is, uh, so one, Twitter is very excited about it. I don't understand it. And I told Seth I am excited, and Sigma's having a very similar reaction to what Seth had, and I am here to fight and disagree with both of them. It's a lot of resources for one card. <laughs> I think, okay, so you say that, but everybody was running the Inteleon engine just a year ago. Everyone was, ru- to run a stage two successfully, you either need to be a water type, because Iono get not Iono, uh, what's her name? Irida. Irida gets you everything you need for a water Pokemon to become a stage two, right? Like that water Pokemon being a stage two is fine. But you have an RCS V-Star. You just have an RCS V-Star and you just go search for your rare candy and your Pidgeot. Done. Boom. 
but why? <laughs> like you could search for two better cards. Because then you can just search for any card. You can search for any card then ever ever after that. Like you can just every turn. But how long are your games as Arceus? Your games are only going to be five turns. That's still enough turns to screw you over. If you want to prize map properly, it helps you prize map significantly because it lets you search for bosses. It lets you become a little bit more Iano proof. Like there's there's so much there's so many pros to this. But there's so many cons too. That's five deck spaces because you probably have to run a two two line or something. Okay, but okay, I'm going to I'm going to continue to poo poo this <laughs> because <laughs> it, historically this card existed once before. Yeah, in a slow format. This is st- this format is slow. Kind of ish. I mean, this format it's is grindy slow. for like the first three turns, and then it's I, if you zoomies. if this card came out a year ago it, during the last format, I would agree this card goes in the garbage bin. This the format <laughs> is so slow now that I think this card can survive. I think if we had the old Pidgeotto from like late Sun and Moon era, where it let yeah. you like look at the top two cards and take one or whatever it was, like if we had that card, this would be a playable card. We don't have that. So I don't think it's worth uh, it. I'm still, I'm going to hard disagree with everybody. I feel like Claude right now. It is a lot of work for, I think Charizard is still the best card they've shown, or Pokemon anyway. Uh, there's a stadium that's good. I think Pidgeot but, would be, is going to be, is going to be decent. I think Pidgeot's going to be decent. That's what everyone said about Altaria and Altaria saw no play. It's fine. It's fine. Altaria saw some play in that one meme deck, but that's a whole other thing. It saw play in Zoroark because it was a stage one, and that's yeah, what yeah, Zoroark yeah, yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That is the only place I ever saw Altaria. Well, there's your Pokemon part after all of the, how to become a runner <laughs> with Thatch and Mark being old men. All right. Well, we're going to end there. Uh, we got some news to talk about, so let's uh, let's go cue that epic music. Welcome to the news. In the news, we've got barely anything to talk about. In the hopes that Pokemon Sleep is a good game, Pokemon has put out a stream called Watch Snorlax Sleep. Uh, there is, or not, that's not what it's called. I, I don't think it's called that. No. I, that was the headline. There's a 24 hour stream going on, though, through Thursday morning. You heard that right. Thursday morning at four, uh, until 4 a.m. Eastern. Uh, you can watch a Snorlax sleep. It started Friday, for reference. <laughs> it's literally the Glimwood Tangle thing, and it's going to be... Joe Merrick's oh, just like, oh, yeah. it's only 144 hours. I looked up how long a human being can possibly stay awake. It can't be over 100, right? <laughs> like, that's so dumb, Joe. Stop. Just, like, it's not even worth it. It's not no. revealing anything. I, yeah, I'm i not touching reveal? that stream. It's just ASMR. I really can't tell if Pokemon is just, like, misreading Pokemon Sleep and the community's reaction to it as a meme. As if they're like leaning into the meme, or they genuinely think people are excited for this game. I could not tell you if I consider Pokemon Sleep an app or a game. Uh, I we, oh, they, it's, we, it's, it's still not out. It's still not out. What is this? Like I'm so confused. There was an old description. So, I didn't put it in the news because it was already irrelevant. But there was like a three day beta. Yeah, I did see that. I did see there was a three day beta this week. Yeah, three or four days, something like that. But, this is yeah. insane. This is so dumb. I assume it's going <laughs> to launch after the stream too. Uh, it probably, oh, but like so? it's, I don't, like I already have an app that can do this. By the way, oh yeah, 
I will probably try it for like a week and give it up. Like, if it had Pokemon Home compatibility, I think it would be an easier sell. There is not an audience. That that's the thing. I do, or at least there's not a big audience. I don't. I'm just. I'm just like so confused. I'm just like, and you have people like Joe Merrick who are just like trying to quote unquote hype this game. I'm so confused. He was invited to an event for them. I know. I know. Like, and it doesn't make me feel any better. Because, like, what are they previewing? Did they all take a nap? <laughs> like, <laughs> whole thing. Either way, hmm. let's talk about something Anyways. else. Uh, go ahead, Mark. You got this next one. Scarlet and Violet. Uh, we have some Rillaboom seven-star raids should be announced uh, by the time this episode is released. Uh, it will be the first time Rillaboom will be available outside of a normal Pokeball, which is, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's, that's fine. Yay. Mm-hmm. Well, your turn again, Sigma. Yay. Uh, the giveaways Pokemon for Worlds have been announced. The in-person people get a yellow Tatsugiri with Celebrate. I think it's stretchy for him. I don't know. Uh, worldwide, we get a Gastrodon again. So yay, yay. Gastrodon. Uh, the team was from last year, which means they couldn't give us Incineroar. They couldn't give us Calyrex. They couldn't give us Thunderous. They couldn't give us Zacian. So their choice was Rillaboom. Or Gastrodon, and Rillaboom doesn't have its move anymore. So, <laughs> guess what we got stuck with? <laughs> uh, speaking of Pokemon competitive, uh, they updated the rules saying that players need to be at least six, which one is very shocking that they didn't have a minimum age until now. Right. Um, he's just going to put like a two year old up there and just like, as they like drop the cards because they can't, don't have the physical strength to like hold them up or something. Like, uh, <laughs> it's amazing to me. Like, yeah, yeah I, 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 that's insane. I didn't think that there was not a minimum age. How long has the TCG existed for and they have not had this rule? Uh, the competitive uh, circuit of Pokemon, to be fair, isn't as old as a lot of people want to think it is. Um, it's like mid 2000s, isn't it? It was, like, I think it's later when than they that. took over. Yeah. Well, when they took, it, was, it took them a while VGs. to get like the modern circuit going. Right. Cause I don't think, I don't think first worlds was until like when I was in college. Um, I was gonna say, I think First Worlds was in like the 2010s ish. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a maybe 2009. Like, there's. I think it was Heart Gold Soul Silver video game wise. Let me double check. Uh, TCG might have happened before it, but let me take a look because like the World Championship. I looked this up very recently because I uh 2008 was the first uh, Pokemon uh, World Championship. It looks like I think that was played on Pokemon Revolution. It was. Feel old. Uh, it was. <laughs> Feel old. It absolutely was played on Pokemon Revolution. Um, and I don't know, like it's such a weird, it's such a weird history. Like I think about, I think about back to like when it started. And one, I thought it started like way before then, just in my mind. And I'm absolutely wrong. And just looking at the number of people that like have played it through is kind of insane. So. Back in the day, they didn't have flat battles, so you had to have level 50 or lower Pokemon to compete. Yeah. Uh, I remember when there was a level 50 Dragonite event, just because it was a big deal. I do remember that event. Absolutely, (laughs) actually. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of insane. Yeah, it started in 2008, um, and for like the first few years, it took them a while to like really move it around, um, because I think the first one was in like Orlando, and then they alternated between San Diego and Hawaii for a little while. Because that was <laughs> Vancouver like Vancouver was in there too. I think Vancouver was 2013. That's when they started like finally like moving it around, kind of. I mean, it felt like VGC got really serious once X and Y showed up. So, well, that's when the game kind of like I don't know Took the off. world. Yeah, I agree. Well, it's with when that. it became accessible too, though. So. Yeah, it wasn't very accessible. I think in Gen Five, and 
It wasn't very accessible in Gen 6 after XY. Yeah, exactly. During XY, it was fine because like 95% of the Pokemon could be bred. So yeah, anyone could get anything um, yep. except Zapdos. Zapdos was good yeah. and you couldn't get that easily. And now it's like very accessible. I, I even then, oh, like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, yeah. I feel so like I'm guilty of this myself. Like the history of the world championships, you get very, I, I was introduced to Pokemon obviously through like the video game and getting very like ingrained in the Pokemon video game, um, at which I still am to some extent. Um, and like the idea of competitive video game was like really cool to me. Um, and then eventually what happened was, uh, I, I've been turned to the dark side and I play the card game, um, which is a very weird world in and of itself, by the way. It is. Uh, because it's a uh, bigger, but well, it's actually way, they're about the same size now. What do you mean they're the same size? They are not the same size. Uh, it, the world championship at, at the world champion what are you saying no 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 so tcg used to be like massively bigger at events than vgc right there and were a thousand there were a little over a thousand is. like in it's getting closer like T- vgc mm-hmm. is actually filling up now they're hitting closer to a thousand uh I like do, they're maxing out the number of players they can i have. don't agree with you well they're maxing out but, but we they also give them far less room. they have fewer they have fewer seats, but they give them fewer seats. One thousand percent give them fewer seats. Mostly because they're not buying anything after they buy the game. Exactly. So yeah. You don't get money from them, whereas the TCG players are buying lots of packs, and those yes. packs are super cheap to make, and yes, you make a lot are. of money on them. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah, no, it's like the TCG players. Is, it's still huge, but like the thing that I that kills me sometimes for the TCG is like some days you'll just meet that player that doesn't play the video game but plays the TCG. Mm. Those people... And they're like, what's a Tinkaton? Those people are insane to me. That is a weird one. Like, that, I would think that they'd play the video games at least casually. No. Uh, right? So there's, like, a ton of them. Like, uh, those exist. I mean, it, I don't know. I've, they're bigger I've people. That they're, people they're, like, more famous people than you would think, too. Like, uh, hmm. like one of the big head judges, uh, Chris Shemansky, um, didn't know that... Uh, didn't know any of the Gen 9 Pokemon until he started the opening Scarlet and Violet packs, which was in <laughs> April, by the way. <laughs> and this is one of the head judges. I'm just, I, I'm so confused. What is happening? <laughs> it's insane. It, it, like, it just, like, I thought they would at least play it casually, you know, but uh, there's a lot of people who just don't. Hmm. And they just play the TCG. I mean... Pokemon is big enough of a franchise. I feel like that would definitely exist. Oh, it, it's a, yeah, more no, it's a it bigger subsection than you think it is. It's a bigger subsection. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I've met a lot of Go players who don't really interact with the media much. Like, yeah, that's a that is correct as well. Uh, Go is the same way. But yeah. All right. Well, uh, we've got some news that doesn't matter. So let's go ahead and talk about <laughs> Pokemon Unite. Yay. A new map mode is set to go live on the 21st. Wow. Okay, Pokemon Go. <laughs> Yay. Uh, July 30th, Community Day, will be a Poliwag, which I'm excited for because I was considering I going and chain fishing them. So, yay. I don't was Poliwag not a Community Day yet? Right? I was surprised they uh, still have maybe? Gen 1 left, too. <laughs> it had to have been at some point. I thought it had. I don't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Interesting. Uh, anyways, they're giving Poliwrath counter and Politoed Ice Beam. I feel like one uh, is better than the other. I'm into that. Apparently, counter's really good in the game, so... Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Ice Beam is, but... I think counter's pretty fast DPS, I think. That's what I've heard. Uh, That's said Politoed has the better shiny, so... 
Oof. wins now. Ooh. Ooh. It's true. Yeah. Polytoad has a really good shiny, though. It is great. It, you're it right. You're favorites. right. You're right. I'm not. I, I don't disagree. <laughs> like, you can't argue that. Polygraph's no, yeah, shiny it's, it's is kind of boring. It's like a lighter blue, I think. Maybe green. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the other go news is there's a Riolu hatch day next Saturday uh, from 2 to 5. I believe it's the 22nd. Uh, Riolu will be in 2K eggs and have a higher chance to be shiny. You're going to get a bunch of 2K eggs, but they're not giving you hatch distance reduction. And you only get one incubator from a research. So they want you to buy the shiny, essentially. Oh, of course. That sounds fun. Yeah. Why not? Hmm? Why not? Just do it. <laughs> Give them all your money. Just pay my Niantic. I think they have a bunch of incubator things on their yeah. website that lets them skirt the uh, app yeah. store uh, money bonuses or whatever. Or I'm money. sure. I'm sure they have it. Yeah, they, they're finding a way to get around it. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Puckle's pokey opinion. Legends Arceus changed four times effective attacks to 2.5. Do you think four times damage is too punishing with the power level that the game is at today? No. No. <laughs> wow, that was easy. That was easy. You say it's Landorus. Well, to be fair, Terra kind of makes it irrelevant, because yeah. if you have time store effective, you just remove your types, and it doesn't. So this gen, I don't think it matters. Uh, Not as much. I changed it. I think times three would be fine, but times four is really punishing, though. Yeah. I no, I, I, I like it. it. It fits with the overall system. I think it's fine. Poor Avalug, though. It didn't deserve it. Yeah, it's fine. It happens. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Let me go ahead and uh, wrap it up there. Uh, we do have a our poke, Puckle's Pokey Quiz, though, next. So we're going to quiz your co-host with uh, on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. Thank you for that wonderful introduction, Mark. We're going to go right ahead and jump in with our first question. Our first question is going to be from the Purple Knight, and he would like to ask you, what is the only Pokemon with gender differences in both its standard and its regional forms? Interesting. With gender differences? Okay, so... So it has to be something with a regional form. Right. <sighs> You think you're, it's probably something stupid, like a slightly longer antenna. Good news is Paldea is not a place we're looking at because right. it only has one regional and it's locked to one gender. Yeah. Uh, God. Not slow pokes. I don't think they have any gender differences. Not the meows, I don't think. Uh, or do they? So Raichu has people? one, but Alolan Raichu, I do not believe has one. Hmm. Lolan uh, Raichu does. Does it? I thought a Lolan Raichu only had one model, whereas Raichu had two no, models. It has a round. The females have a rounded tail, don't they? Mm, I don't think so. Maybe. I could have sworn. It's one we can come back to. Okay. Um, I don't think it's Golem. No. Or Muck. Uh, no. 
I don't think it's Nine Tails. It's not Darmanitan. Not Corsola. Not Farfetched. Not Ponyta. No, normal Farfetched doesn't have any. Yeah. Not, not Ponyta. Not Weezing, yeah, I have, right? I have no idea. Maybe it is. Is it me? Does normal Meowth have gender differences? I feel like it should, but I don't know. Uh, oh, I don't know what it would be. It would. It's probably something stupid, like its whiskers are longer. That's what I would guess, but I don't think Galarian Meowth has anything. Uh, no, Galarian Yamask, I forgot about that one, but that's not it. Alolan Executor, I don't think, has anything. No. Uh, Alolan Sandshrew doesn't have anything. You're missing like a whole region when you're talking, by the way. Oh, Hisui. So it would be Sneasel. Oh, Sneasel has... Because it has the different feather sizes. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yep. Is Sneasel your answer? Sneasel is the answer. Yeah. Sneasel is correct. That is the answer, 1,000%. Both Hisui and Sneasel... That one definitely has some... I know those gender differences. It's just the feather. It's different sizes based on whether it's male or female. So you are correct. Um, it's the same for both of them. So there you go. You guys are one for one. All right. Our next question is going to come from Mole Coffee. Uh, all I have is anime questions for you guys, unfortunately, here. Great. All <laughs> right. Mole Coffee would like to know, in the anime, which Pokemon has Ash caught twice besides Tauros? Oh, darn. Caught Actually, twice. I don't like this question, but I'll let you try. Oh, man, I have no idea. <laughs> Watch it be Beedrill. Ash caught it twice on two separate occasions. Oh, man. One of them I... was a special where he caught the same Pokemon again. Uh, I don't like oh. this question. I don't like this question. I have question. no idea, dude. I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't like this question. <laughs> that sounds awful. That's probably like, it can't be like Master of Illusions, right? No, no, no. It's not that. It's not that. Okay. There is there's that thing on Amazon. The Hisui. Oh, did he catch a Cyndaquil in the Hisui thing? Or his Cyndaquil in the Hisui special? Or Arceus special? Is that what happened? I could believe that. I honestly, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I I don't have pride. I did watch (laughs) that special, but I fell asleep during it. (laughs) Hey, that's my experience with the Hoopa movie. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't good. (laughs) I don't know, Sigma. Do you want to go with Cyndaquil? (laughs) I mean... If it's in the Arceus special, like, Cyndaquil makes sense, right? Yeah, or, I think that, that makes sense, yeah. So. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Cyndaquil is unfortunately incorrect. It is Rowlet, but for the same reason, nope. right? Uh, okay. okay. It is a starter from that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he caught, I mean, he caught every Hysterian starter uh, in, um, at one point or the other, right? He caught a Rowlet, he caught yeah, a Cyndaquil, three, he caught a, They yeah. never evolved. Well, Cyndaquil yeah. technically Cyndaquil evolved, I guess. did evolve at one point. Uh, it evolved, a, like, 300 episodes after it was last seen. That's okay. Sinnoh tournament Uh, was weird. What a weird question. What a weird question. All right. So your next question is going to be your Pokedex entry question as always. This one is going to come from Albatross and Eagle. And he would like to ask you about this crystal entry. The male raises the young. If it is approached, it uses its toxic spikes to fend off the intruder. Who's that Pokemon? Huh. So immediately, I think of Quillfish. Um, but Ooh, no, no, no. It, is it Kingdra? Kingdra, I thought of because it was the male. Is it Seedra? Because Ooh, it has yeah, poison Kingdra points. It has the spines, right? It has 
It has poison point as an ability. For the longest time, I thought it was a water poison type. Okay, uh, so I actually like that. That's the whole seahorse thing, right? Yeah, it's a seahorse thing where the male raises a young. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with it. Citra is correct. Uh, <laughs> um, it is actually Citra. Uh, the extra entry was going to be from Pokemon X, and it reads: uh, "Its body bristles with its body bristles with sharp spikes. Carelessly trying to touch it could cause fainting from the spikes." That sounds oh, like yeah. a Jolteon entry. Oh, it <laughs> one thousand percent is. All right, so you guys are three for three. Uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to ask you your multiple answer question. There are seven answers to this question. Um, I think I can give you uh, up to three points here. That's what the uh, men upstairs are telling me. And we're going to go ahead and ask it for you. There are seven answers. For every two answers you give me, I will give you a point. If you get all seven, I guess that's bragging rights. Um, uh, thankfully, Sigma's here. So he, he <laughs> may be able to answer this question. Uh, what are the seven Pokemon that need 400 candy to evolve in Pokemon Go currently. Seven oh Pokemon. God. Okay, cool. Uh, so uh, we have Magikarp. That is okay. correct. That is one. We have... I don't know if there was one in Gen 2. Gen 3 has Swablu. That is correct. That oh, is yeah, two. you're right. Uh, Larvesta is one. That is incorrect. It's not on my sheet. Oh, uh, interesting. Uh, oh, that's pretty new, isn't it? That it's might be new, it was, maybe it's newer than the question. Uh, we're gonna find out. I I think you might be right. I don't know. Is uh, it anyway, Stuffle is one. Uh, yeah. That one is correct. We're checking in the Larvesta um, the information, but yes, it is uh, four hundred candy I, for Larvesta, and it is not on the sheet. So there are eight answers currently. Eight. Okay. Uh, well, well, this is where I'm drying up on. Uh, okay, you, uh, you've given me Magikarp, Wit, uh, Swablu, um, Stuffle. Ooh. And Larvesta, so that's four, Wilmer, right? How much does Wilmer need? Yeah. Wilmer is one, yeah. yeah. Wilmer's oh, five. Okay. That's right. five. You can, I need one more. All right. Let's see. Is there anything in... Oh, oh you know what Meltan. it is? Meltan. Yeah. Meltan is another yeah, one. That is correct. Uh, two of them that you missed, uh, at least two of them, uh, if not, this is an incomplete list, um, is uh, you missed Noibat and Wimpod. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't but feel bad about this. You did get all the points there. You did get all the points. So bravo to you. Um, six points. Huzzah. Uh, huzzah. Huzzah. Uh, your next question is your base stat question, as always. Uh, and this one is going to come to you from Zay Paladin. Which fully evolved dragon type Pokemon has the lowest base HP stat? Oh. Uh, fully, most fully. Okay. Um, lowest so we're HP. using our hint, right? What? This is a... We should- Dual type dragon type Pokemon. <laughs> oh boy, um, it's not Dredagon. I'm it's shocked. Not, it's not Dredagon. It's not Gudra either. And it's oh not boy. Gudra. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't even know how to give it to you without giving it away. I'm gonna. I'm. You know what? I'm leaning Dragalgy. I'm gonna, Dragalgy, but, I'm gonna uh, give you. Yeah. A, I'm gonna give you a stupid answer. A stupid hint. Um, that you're gonna be like. Uh, you're gonna be like, wow, Thatch. This is stupid. Well, this isn't even a hint. Uh, I'm going to tell you by level up at level 59, this Pokemon learns Hydro Pump. Huh. Interesting. In generation. Yeah, in generation nine. Okay, so it's in generation nine. That doesn't help too much because there's a lot of dragons here. There actually are a lot of dragons in gen nine. Like for the 400 Pokedex, they put a lot of like dragon types and it's kind of upsetting. There is an absurd number of dragons and most of the time they are not dragon type. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Dragonites are often normal types nowadays. <laughs> Who would have guessed? 
so Hydro Pump leads me to think Salamence, but I don't think it's Salamence. I know Salamence. No, I, I think, think that's think an so. egg move. Um, Kingdra is not in the game, so that's not it. I'm uh, I don't think it's a legendary. I, no I can't imagine it's Palkia, right? Um, like I said, I Dragalgy is where I was leaning. I know it's got low yeah. defense. I don't know if it has low HP as well. See, that's where I was thinking too, but I honestly don't. And that would learn dra- that would learn Hydro Pump at some point, right? I probably that would make sense. I I feel like that would probably be it. I don't know. Like that is the most dragony hydro pumper I could think of, besides Palkia, which it shouldn't be, right? Like unless you're gonna need an answer. Roaring Moon gets it, but I don't think it does. I mean, I'm fine. I'm fine with Dragalgy. Yeah, uh, Dragalgy uh, is correct. All oh, right. cool. Dragalgy's uh, <laughs> got a base HP of 65. Um, for lowest, it is followed by Flapple with 70, and um, Naganadil. Yeah, at 73. So you guys got yourselves a cool seven points today. Nice. I know. It's going to it's gonna change up those standings, let me tell you. Well, that's because they're kind of fresh. Uh-huh. Uh, they are very fresh. Um, and so in first place, we still have Seth Vilo with his uh, beautiful seven point, or 12 points. Uh, in second place, we've got Shark Finnegan with eight. Uh, tied for third, we've got Sigma and Mark with seven. And in fifth and sixth, we've got, uh, or tied for fifth, we've got Shamu and Whimsicott, and everybody else has yet to get on the board. So, huzzah. Huzzah. Uh, on that note, if you want more Puckles Pokey Quiz, tune in to us next week, uh, where we will give it to you. Until then, we're going to kick it on over to our topic today. So, let's do that. We have another review. This one is going to be from SpartanTHX117. Five stars, longtime listener, first and the first time I've ever written a review for a podcast. I first started listening to your podcast when driving to meet my girlfriend on the weekends, when neither of us had to work. Since then, we've moved in together and become engaged. The both of us have been playing Pokemon since we were kids, and we have both listened to your podcast when traveling or working around the house together. We may not score too well on the quiz part, but we always enjoy the topics and conversation between the hosts and guests. Keep doing what you're doing. Well, thank you for that, and congrats on the engagement. If you would like your review read on the show, leave one, and it might be read. Until then, guys, we're going to kick it on over to the topic. Welcome to our topic. Our topic today is going to be uh, battle types through the ages. Uh, we've got uh, lots of different battles that have occurred through the ages in Pokemon. Different ways to actually battle your Pokemon. The thing that keeps popping up, I keep getting fed this like short from Digino Gaming recently, where they keep telling me that Pokemon battling wasn't intended to be included in the game oh yeah and it was like a last minute it was like a last minute injection to do like pvp in pokemon because papa nintendo like declared that it should be so i mean it was kind of smart on their part in retrospect and yeah in retrospect i think it was very good i mean it's obviously become like i think it worked out well for them yeah i i i don't know it's one of those things that like just makes you question game freak's judgment all the time still and (laughs) In terms of, like, game design, because, like, obviously they were against this. They didn't want it to happen. And then... Yeah, that's fair. And then they're just... And then it happened, and it turned out to be, like, one of the biggest portions of the game. One of the big draws to it. Yeah. Like, right. It, so much so that 900 people showed up to Columbus, Ohio to do it, of all places. I mean, I was going to say that they made multiple N64 games just to simulate it. That is true as well. Uh, By multiple... Well, I guess technically... They did do technically Technically three, three in Japan, two and everywhere else, but you yeah. Know. They did technically make three. A couple GameCube games. 
So Sigma made this wonderful chart and he already filled his in. But I think uh, it would be good for Mark and I at the same time to also do it. Uh, we're essentially building our own tier list for battle types and uh, where they are through the ages. I think it's worth going through and just like discussing them briefly. Uh, like I, I think very quickly we can hit the ones that are still in the game currently. Yeah. <laughs> which are just singles uh, and doubles. I would probably rank singles as an A and probably the same with doubles. Right? They're both. Yeah. There's a reason they're both still here. And one of them's used as competitive. They're very classic. I think, I, I, well, one, I think doubles was an amazing addition. I remember being a uh, child, mm-hmm. like a, a young, a young lad in, in the year, in the year uh, 1999. And I had a dream where like I could double battle like they would in the anime. Because in the anime, a lot of times they would double battle. <laughs> yeah. And the Orange Islands. I remember the Orange Island gym that did it. It wasn't even just like the Orange Island gym that did it. But I think they did it a couple. Team Rocket was two people, so it happened a lot. Yeah, whenever you'd fight Team Rocket, Ash would fight Team Rocket, it would be like a double battle, and I- I'm glad they added it to the game finally in Gen 3. Mm-hmm. It added a lot of strategy. That was, re- uh, I guess that was really when it first showed up. It took three gens to do it. Yeah, it didn't show up until Gen 3, which is kind of insane. Yeah. I mean, singles is great because I, there's part of me that still enjoys like the old school singles experience. I, I think it's a little bit better now without the toxic stall. Um, granted, I think that Smogon, I don't know. I, I think Smogon is handling the addition of new Pokemon as well as they can. There's a lot of power creep that goes against what they want. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, I think they're doing it as well as they can, but I just do not like it in modern OU, if that makes sense. Um, I, I do like modern UU. It's a bit more fun. That's because it's Gen 6 OU. I know. I, I just like, I like UU all the time because it's just, it's just my favorite meta. Um, it, it's a much happier time. I don't know what it's like now with everything that dropped, but. Well, uh, what do you feel, Mark? How are you feeling? You know, I, I mean, giving them A's is the, is the easy way. Like you said, I think it's, you know, singles is pretty classic. I feel like you can really give it anything less than that, but, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think, mm, I hate to say this, doubles might be a B for me. I think that's fair. I can see why anybody would say that, right? I don't dislike it, to be fair. I can I can understand people saying it's not the best thing in the world, right? Sometimes it is too confusing, too convoluted. I'm going to be honest with you. So, like, I think if you're not super into VGC, that is a very common opinion. Oh, I mean, and I used to play VGC, but it just, it's not really, I don't know. I, I get more joy out of... uh out of like singles personally it took me until i played that one regional in 2018 that i will never say i like i'll never stop talking about my success there because that's my (laughs) one accomplishment in life and uh i think that it took me until that regional to like i because i had to play so much vgc to prep for it right sure i played so much vgc and so i just became like one with the team and the format and then there was just like a moment it was actually during the tournament there's like a moment during the tournament that it all clicked and it turned on and I could just like see three turns ahead and mm. uh, kind of like you can do in singles to some extent. I was able to do in singles at the time because I was playing just so much competitive Pokemon back then. And that it was at that moment that I truly appreciated doubles when it just like all clicked. And I was like, ah, I understand why people play this. You know, it's a it's a different puzzle than the singles puzzle. It is mm-hmm. moving on. Uh, we've got multi battles, which I think are classic. Uh, I see Sigma marked at a B. Um, I 
I kind of want to disagree with you and make I I'm gonna be I'm gonna be basic. I'm gonna say A, uh, but really, like multi battles are like two v two with four people. I think it's a fun time. I don't think it's like a perfect system. That's why I give it an A because I think it's a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I think it's a fun time because some of my favorite experiences are like when I get four people together and we just do it. See, I think free for alls are the better form of that. Uh. I mean, the way they implemented it in Sun and Moon weren't, but we'll Okay, that. yeah, we that's what I want to, yeah, that's what I was going to talk about, but uh, we could talk about that another time. Wait, I think it, I think it's okay. I like it. I don't know. What about you, Mark? I, I give it a C. Why? I'm I'm not really a huge fan of multi-battles. Um, I just don't like friends. I will, I can understand that, I guess. I just, mm, I don't know. Just. Always oh, seem very tedious to me. Yeah, it kind of is. Uh, I I kind of like the I like the <laughs> format. I like the format and like a lot of the battle towers where you can go through with a friend. That is fun. I think that's a lot of fun actually. I like that a lot. I will say co-op battle towers. Yeah, good time. Co-op Pokemon, which took us until you know 2019 to get like real good co-op Pokemon. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of yeah, but we it cost us the battle tower co-op. So I I'm kind of okay with that. Like yeah like at this point like battle tower isn't innovative you know what i mean it's just samesies back in college me and my friends would go through the battle subway co-op and we'd take turns on who would try to go through and that was a fun time yeah yeah all right well the next one is uh is rental pokemon stadium slash factory i don't think you could put that in the same category i'm gonna be honest they're not quite the same but they're still rental pokemon like i Okay, so you put you put S, which means personal favorite and top tier. I actually absolutely agree. <laughs> it's it's fun not to have to like you don't have to decide on what you're doing. Yes. You're just like that is the best thing for me. Yeah, my favorite thing is Battle Factory, um like Emerald and Diamond and Pearl or not Diamond and Pearl, but Platinum, Heart Gold, Silver. Platinum, Heart Gold, Silver. Yeah. Like the battle, like that is the only frontier facility that just got hard transplanted from one frontier to the other. It's because it's very good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like it's just good. And it's a lot of fun. You don't have, like, none of it's based on you building a bad team if you lose. It's just based on, I don't know. Like, it, it's really bad. It's a little bit of luck, a little bit of skill. It's luck and skill. And it, I don't know. It's kind of like the same way, like, when you play Showdown, and you just play Randbats. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost like that. And, and I kind of like that. I kind of like that a lot. I don't know. What about you, Mark? Um, I mean, I give it, I'm not, a, I'm going to rank it an S, but I definitely give it an A for all those reasons. Sure. That's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. I, I think that's, uh, I think that's fair. All right. I don't, I've actually never played this next one that, uh, Sigma put on the list, which is Commandless. Oh wait, no, I did because it's in the Emerald Battle Frontier. It's Emerald. It, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, there was this Emerald Battle Frontier facility where your Pokemon would just do one of its moves. I don't remember this. It was bad. Don't think I ever played this. It was only an Emerald. It was only. This is a D. This is just like bad. You would go there and you could not tell your Pokemon what to do. I think you could switch out. You could like it. switch out, but the Pokemon would essentially just like choose its move, and I think it was random. And like deleting your moves wouldn't do anything. Really? It was just completely random. Yeah. So there's no. Hmm. It was bad. Well, I think there's things based on like personality value or something. It's bad. If it's personality value, it's still random. It's still random. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like random events will happen. I remember in Battle Revolution, there was something where you'd like throw darts at a board or something. I do like remember that. spinning a wheel for one of them in Battle something Revolution. Something like that. And I think Battle Arcade had like a. 
a little cursor that would go through a bunch of things that could happen for the next match? Uh, I don't know. I can't say from personal experience because I haven't played. Interesting, but like underutilized. I don't know. Like, I understand why Game Freak didn't do the Battle Frontier in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire based on some of this stuff. Because a lot of us didn't play it. Granted, I think the reason I don't play a lot, I never played a lot of like Emerald Battle Frontier. Is because Pokemon accessibility? It is one Pokemon accessibility. And then two, just like, that was before the physical special split when Pokemon was like, quote unquote, refined. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I And I think that's big for me. I don't know. I I also really like Pokemon Battle Revolution. I think it's one of like the best Pokemon games in all honesty. I really wish they would just like develop a Pokemon Battle Revolution for the Switch and you just bring things in for home and we just call that like our thing. Um maybe maybe every couple years we get a new mode and they can just like upload 3D models to it and we just call it a day. You don't even need to upload 3D models in all honesty. You could give me like a 2D battle sprite thing like Gen 5 sprites. And I, I would play that so hard. <laughs> like, look at the graphics that we, the graphics and quotes that we get from like Pokemon Showdown. I feel like that would be completely fine, uh, acceptable on the Switch. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I mean, I'm, yeah, on the Switch, I don't know. On phones. <laughs> That's fair. I'm going to rank this. I'm going to rank this a C because I don't know what it is and I've had to play it for a reason. That's okay. I have no clue what one coming up is either. So I just knew it was a thing. I honestly am in the same boat. I'm not that familiar with this. I do remember triple battles. Um, those existed for two gens. In Gen 5 and Gen 6, we had triple battles, which was just double battles, but three. Um, I remember it happening and being like, wow, this is stupid. Yep, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> no, I, I understand some of the mechanics because it would be like you can only attack like the one adjacent to you or the one in front of you. It's very messy. I think it's quite literally too complicated. I I never liked it. It was something I never enjoyed doing. So the next one you have under that is a is a uh, battle style that was also done at the same time, which is called uh, rotation battle, and it is three Pokemon again out at the same time. Except it's still like a one v one scenario, but you could just rotate the Pokemon for free. Yeah, yeah. They just start on the field, so you don't get like intimidate. That's true because it was like all three Pokemon were on the field. Yeah, but you, you could you could go with like full 6v6 in this and just replace any of those three Pokemon at any time. I think it is better than triples. I will agree with that. I kind of like that one. I'm going to put a B instead of a C. Like, I like that one. Um, I, I think it's a C, too. I think it is a more fun format than triples. I don't know anything about Wonder Launcher. I know it was the thing in Gen 5. You could, like, charge it. You could charge your X items, and I don't know... But it was like a multiplayer mode, right? Like, I never touched this. This was a weird one. So I kind of know about this. Uh, it's essentially regular Pokemon battles, except you would have this Wonder Launcher available that you could, like, recharge every turn. And you would it would essentially be like you could use in-battle items during PvP matches. That's what I thought. It was just, it was a way to, like, try to balance out using items in PvP. And it's weird and dumb, which is why it's gone. And for me, it's a D. That's got to be a D for me, dog. I just knew it existed. Did you ever play it, Mark? I never did. No, this is another one that's kind of a mystery to me. I think that is fair. That is perfectly fair. The next one is the one I hate the most. We don't have an F on this like rankings list, but I'm giving it one. This is Sky Battles, which is... Oh, come on. Oh my gosh. Sky Battles is so bad for so many reasons. No, Sky Battles are rules. In Gen 6, there is this type of battle called Sky Battles. 
where you can only use a certain subset of Pokemon because they were they were possible to be flying in the sky. Yeah, they're flying in the sky. But they were optional, so it didn't matter. One, it was very annoying because if you didn't have a Pokemon that could compete, you, there were these trainers that were just all around the region. Um, and if you couldn't compete, you just couldn't do it, which is annoying. It The thing that it did is it ruined uh, several models until Scarlet and Violet and BDSP. Yeah, so it doesn't matter anymore. You know what? I think Sky Battles are just fine. I'm giving it a B. <laughs> you know what? You can do that, and I won't agree with you. Uh, like, they just ruined so many models. Like, so many Pokemon models. I don't know about ruined. It's definitely made a few worse, but now it doesn't matter. Scarberry was so bad. It doesn't matter. It's all good. See, I thought the whole <laughs> that whole flying around thing was pretty fun, and I you know I enjoyed this guy uh, fighting. So you know what, I'm giving it a B. So here's the thing: there was a point in XY where you had to battle five grunts, and it wasn't a horde battle, right? Then in Oraz, they actually gave you the five grunt horde battle. Finally, I think they had five intimidating Mightyena at one point, which was kind of hilarious. It's not good. Yeah, that's what it was. It was five intimidating Mightyena. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the thing was, they also did it in Legends Arceus too, where you'd have to battle like multiple people in a. It was dumb. I'm putting a D. Spawn point. Really? It worked a little better, but it added a nice challenge, which is why I can give it a C and not a D. Uh, that was, I think, with the way Legends Arceus set up its battle system, though, it was better. I think Legends Arceus was just hard because. One, I still don't quite understand fully how the battle system worked. You're not wrong. I have no clue. Uh, sometimes turns just kind of happened. No, it was a mess. I, I still don't, I, to this day, I don't understand. Uh, I still don't understand how the battle system works. The strikes can go. I, I don't care about. Like, if we get another Legends game, they better give me a different battle system. Oh, yeah. And we need to have the same battle system as normal, honestly. I think that would have made the game much, much better. <laughs> The way they made Legends Arceus work, it was they made it inconvenient for me to start a Pokemon battle because because of the uh like the way the the battles worked, and so it made me want to just straight up catch the Pokemon. It is slightly disappointing that that has gone from Scarlet and Violet to some extent. Uh, though I kind of appreciate them sticking to like the core value of like you get in the Pokemon battle, then you catch the Pokemon. Uh, there's like there's like some there's some comfort to that form for me. I do miss just throwing. <laughs> Throwing balls was nice. Uh, that is the thing I miss most. Oh, I loved that sneaking up on Pokemon. Like there was that whole other like l- part of the game to catching. I really enjoyed that. I, I kind of like them not putting that in Scarlet and Violet though to kind of separate those games. Right. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. Um, but I, I do like. Anyways, I'm not gonna get into it. <laughs> you can't. Uh, do you like horde battles? They're okay. I give them a C plus. I don't know. They're they're all right. Yeah. I don't, a C might be a little too harsh, B is a little too generous. So next on the list uh, is Inverse Battles. Inverse Battles, I think we're available in like one location in X and Y. It's confusing and I understand why you wouldn't bring it back. And you're only allowed like one a day or something stupid, um, where you go and you battle this guy and all the type chart is completely opposite. Obama Snow was good. No, I give it a D. I remember this thing. I just, I don't mind it flipping, I just think it's dumb. <laughs> Yeah, it's just dumb. It's not, I don't know. See, this is, all of these are the, this is a great example of like Pokemon trying to take its normal formula and make it more interesting or like trying to have a gimmicky, weird, I don't know. It just, it just doesn't work. I think they do okay. 
I think it depends on what it is. I appreciate them trying. I don't appreciate the implementation. Like, cause a lot of the implementation just makes it difficult. They, they come up with these ideas for these battles, right? And they'd be perfect for like a battle facility, like in a battle frontier. And then they never make it a frontier. Like they did, they did so many cool things over the, like in Sword and Shield. Like, you know, the games I poo poo a lot because it's just a 3DS game for the Switch until you get to the DLC. That is they, uh, they come up with like these awesome facilities in the DLC. And I'm just like, they could just like, just make this a battle frontier. Like you're doing it. You're making a battle frontier. Just do it. Let me collect the little metal. But to be fair, they've also just like killed badges from existence or at least good badges. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, they're just kill- like I had a conversation with somebody about this the other day. Uh, just like the badges are gone and it's dumb and I hate it. Yeah. So like the only good ribbon, like you used to have the, the daily ribbons yeah. constantly available in the games. Those are like rare now. Yeah. It hasn't been there for, what, since Gen 6? Yeah, I don't know why we are so limited on old ribbons. I think that's pretty stupid. That's just my opinion. It'd be nice to have different ribbons available. I don't know why Legends Arceus didn't bring back the ribbon from uh, Coliseum for purifying a Pokemon. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. You completed a rough struggle. Well, we just did Ingo's challenge. How is that not a rough struggle to give us a ribbon? It's so weird. All right. So, uh, yeah, inverse, I gave a D. So the saddest part was, I think they didn't add uh, type effectiveness to the bottom screen until Gen 7, after inverse battles were a thing. They did not. They did not. Yeah, Hoodlum's Crafty, I think, was one of the big popular... Battle Royales, uh, which were their attempt to do what everybody was doing online anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they were trying doing these multi-battles where the, everybody was fair game to attack, and you were just trying to defeat... You'd be the last one standing. And they tried this really odd implementation, Pokemon Sun and Moon, like 1v1v1v1. It would end after whenever the first person went down. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And it was based on, like, how many Pokemon you knocked out versus how many Pokemon you had left. Um, It gave everybody points, and it was just very confusing instead of just being a very simple implementation. It was okay, though. Like, it wasn't a bad time. It had so much potential it could have lived up to and just failed to reach it. Yeah, if they would have just done the thing where it was last man standing, I think it would have just gone over way better and it would still be in every game now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I feel like they didn't do that because they uh, they can't have the host disconnect after they lose and you don't know who the host is. That's fair. And that's probably why they didn't do it, which I get. Maybe use the money for servers uh, instead of a peer-to-peer connection. <laughs> just because Nintendo's Wi-Fi is that bad. You're so right, though. Yeah, I mean, they were okay. Yeah, I give them, that's another C plus one for me, because I think that is a really, for me, that's a really big flaw. I think you're right. It would have been way more enjoyable. Yeah. If it was just, you know, last man standing. It would have been. You're absolutely correct. Uh, SOS, I don't even think these are battles. Encounters. It's a weird one. Yeah, SOS is like when the Pokemon could call a, call a buddy uh, to attack, and that was only in Sun and Moon. It was an okay way to shiny hunt. It was a terrible way to shiny hunt. It was one of my least favorites. Yeah, but then Sword and Shield happened. Didn't yeah, it? exactly. <laughs> it was very bad, actually. Um, I don't know. I'd give it a C. It, but it was okay. I actually, it was it was one of the more challenging ways to play the game. So, like, I do give it some bonus points there and call it okay. Overall, it was very boring. But like, like there was the one that called the Pelipper, right? Well, there was even the uh, there was the one where uh, some one of them would call a. Uh, it, I think it was the. Uh, Oh my gosh, I'm staring at the picture of it in my head. Lorantis. It would call like cast forms and stuff. 
Something to set the sun, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it would set the sun with, like, cast form, and it would just, like, start solar blading you constantly. <laughs> Actually, you're right. This is a B. I thought the totem battles were fantastic. Yes, I agree. Yeah, the totem versions of it were great. The totem versions were great. I think in Wild, it was just not as exciting. I thought it was okay. I was fine. I give it a B. Yeah, B. Solid B. Uh, we got a couple more. Uh, last two, last one is uh, the agency rental version. Um, I remember doing this a lot with you, actually, Sigma. Right? It was fun. My issue was the levels. Like, I don't think they needed to raise levels as you went, right? They did the levels, and then you also had to, like, do it online, essentially, uh, which made it worse. It was kind of like Friends Safari. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good in that way, but, like, I remember doing it a lot with you and just being like, this is fun. Let's keep doing it. I wish they kept it at level 50 the entire time. If they wouldn't have done the levels, I think it would have been better. Because then it would just be, like, Friends Safari again. Yeah, I agree with that. Did you ever do these, Mark? I remember doing them like once or twice. I don't know. I'd honestly probably give it a C. Um, yeah, it was frustrating. Whenever you found someone good, you were like, okay, I'm not connecting online so I don't lose them. Oh, I'm going to have some opposite opinions from you here in a moment, Sigma. The next two you have are, uh, you have the raids, both Dynamax and Terra. I want to talk about these both together, I think. It's funny because you could probably make an entire episode comparing the two raid formats. Yeah, I honestly, okay, so like my personal opinion, I would rate Dynamax, I, I don't want to say A, but like B plus. Mm-hmm. Mm. And like the Terra raids, I kind of, I kind of want to rank a C, maybe C plus only because, so like Dynamax, I think is a great way to introduce like co-op play into Pokemon. And I thought it was implemented very well and we got the turn-based stuff. Granted, it was a little slow as a result. I think the shields were kind of dumb in the way they were implemented as like a very, it felt like a very cheap way to extend the battles. But Crown Tundra in those, I really enjoyed. The max raid dens were much better. I do agree with that. That was, that was a great time. I love those. That was the perfect way to do it was the max raid dens. Right. I think they've perfected it then at the very end, sadly. I think max raid dens were the best uh, way to play that. Um, and I think some of the best co-op Pokemon. So I, I would give Ray, uh, Dynamax a B, but Terra, I have had nothing but bad times with. Really? I think it's just like, I think it's the combination of like, you're just smashing buttons and you don't really know what's going on. It is so clunky. There can be lag and you do. It doesn't feel. No, I, I, it's one of the worst ones I've experienced in years. I give it a D. I like the more freeform nature of go at your own pace of it. I like the cheers. The cheers were cool. Um, the fact that everyone can tear I liked more than just Dynamax having to go through each person and cycling. That's why I prefer the terror raids over the Dynamax raids. They absolutely are better. They absolutely are better. Like that by itself, I would give an A. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the last one you put here is, this is a joke. It's Metronome. <laughs> That's an F. That's an F. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an enjoyable format. Like, done. Hard stop. This is just not. This is just not fun. Like you are. You- I've no. I've done it a couple times, and it's. I, it's okay. I give it a C. Gengar is dumb because Gengar has cursed body, which means you get to struggle against it, and that's all. Stop. Stop. And I think last gen when they did oh the <laughs> metronome battle event, they didn't ban Gengar, and it was. Uh. All right. Well, we we did it. We went through pretty much every battle that's ever existed. Obviously, the mailbag question is going to be, you know, what's the uh, what's your favorite type way to battle Pokemon or weird way that you've battled Pokemon? Please send it in. PucklePodcast at gmail.com. 
All right, but that is going to be that is that is that is our topic. Battles are fun, except yes, they except are. for some of them. We're looking at you, sky battles. Sky battles. No. Well, Mark liked them. <laughs> All right, so yeah, uh, we're gonna kick it on over then, guys, to our Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you on the flip flop. <laughs> episode welcome to our pokemon of the episode our pokemon of the episode this week is national dex number 778 mimic you the disguise pokemon it's ultra sun pokedex entry for probably broken form i actually don't know which one it has two entries each in each one because of its two forms it's yeah it stands in front of a mirror trying to fix its broken neck as if its life depended on it it has a hard time getting it right so it's crying inside. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that would be the broken form. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> All right. Well, Mimikyu's a good Pokemon. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, it's uh, it it's a ghost fairy type, which I believe is still a unique typing to it. Uh, uh no, we have a Fluttermane now. Oh, Fluttermane. Oh, that's yeah, that's right. It's Fluttermane. No, the best Pokemon in the format is. Uh... Yeah, yeah, Fluttermane is the best VGC Pokemon. Yes. Um, and the SS. It's it, really good there, too. Yeah, it's just good. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a very busted thing to have created. It does have its own ability in Disguise, uh, which lets you uh, take a hit, essentially. It used to be Substitute, but now they've made it more balanced, where you can't Focus Sash yourself and have busted yeah, form. That's, what, you couldn't that's some. what it used to do. <laughs> it uh, was a guaranteed Sash. Yeah, and you could just go ahead and... Uh, now it does one eighth damage after you hit it. So it's not like a lot of damage typically, but you know, enough. It's enough to make focus Ash not work. And that's, yes, that's what they needed to stop because that just wasn't okay. They just needed to give it chip damage. Like it was, that's all it needed. It needed to not have three lives. That's, mm-hmm. that's what needed to be. <laughs> and so, uh, Mimikyu is, uh, I mean, the base stats are actually really decent. Um, base 105 special defense base 80 defense you know 55 hp so not great but uh you're you're not so you're surviving because you have a cool ability that lets you survive Mm -hmm. 90 attack and 96 speed though which is actually pretty pretty like it's good good that's good offensively especially with the ability to help you yeah you can swords dance for free and then like shadow sneak uh and Mm -hmm. boy can it shadow sneak it's it also has access to wood hammer for reasons um play rough it's a obviously tail. it's tail it's, yeah, it's is a little a wooden tail blade. right yeah <laughs> it's a wooden tail <laughs> and i mean it's got like a bunch of other crazy moves it can learn like it's just you get so many yeah but the sad thing is we lost let's snuggle forever we did lose let's snuggle forever the z a moment of silence <laughs> <laughs> let's snuggle forever but yes we've got a team this is uh for bss uh, so you could take this and use it uh for uh the summer league um this team is uh it looks fine it looks just fine i guess uh no no i found it it looked solid yeah it had some cool things yeah uh this is it it is running mimikyu obviously holding a life orb with the disguise ability uh max attack max speed adamant nature you're just gonna hit hard um play rough shadow sneak sword stance and curse (laughs) i sword stance and curse are kind of weird but i guess it gives you like an option in like trick room Curse Mimikyu is great. Is that say it seems uh, silly? No, because we're a ghost type. We are a ghost type. We are ghost. Oh, never mind. It does the regular curse. We're we're, oh we're coming gosh, in on yeah. like a Hisui and Gudra. That's like I'm never gonna die. And then you're saying no, you're gonna die. Four turns <laughs> from now, you're dead. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like maybe five. Yeah, but you're going down. <laughs> you're going down. Oh my gosh, that is true. Uh, actually, I approve of this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. Never mind. <laughs> Curse mimic you is a fun time. Uh, I actually really I, I enjoy that. Uh, there's sometimes also, that's just what you need. Yeah. There's also a Chiyu uh, holding an assault vest, uh, beads of ruin, so your uh, special defense is decreased. Uh, who cares about the ghost hair type? It has it though. Um, and then you've got, uh, some EV spread that probably matters to somebody somewhere. Um, <laughs> modest nature, uh, and, uh, you, you've got, uh, overheat, dark pulse, flamethrower, ruination, because what else do you need on your Chiyu except for double stab and, uh, ruination? Right. It'll get there. It's a Chiyu. It'll kill something. Yes, probably. absolutely. Uh, somebody take the next two. <laughs> Oh, uh, sure. Uh, next, we have Sneasler with a Focus Sash. Um, unburden ability, Terror Type Ghost. Um, max attack, max speed, 4 HP with an adamant nature. Got that Dire Claw action with some close combat, Fake Out, and Toxic Spikes. Um, yeah. Woo. And it's then, an interesting one. Uh. Yeah. And then next, we have Iron Bundle with Booster Energy. Uh, quark Drive, uh, Ghost Type, Terror Type. Um, 252 attack, 252 speed for defense with a timid nature. Um, got hydro pump, freeze dry, encore, and substitute just to make everyone hate themselves. Hey, you got to stop the sucker punch. Like <laughs> It is actually very good. It is actually very good. Though, like, like Iron Bundle is very fast, so things tend to try to sucker punch you. So you put up your substitute when they try to sucker punch you, and then you tell them to keep sucker punching, and then yep. life is great. <laughs> Yep. Uh, so now that we're done with the uh, Danny Phantom portion of the team, we have Dragonite with leftovers, ability multi scale, normal Terra type, as you'd expect. We're max attack, adamant nature, a lot of HP, and some amount of speed with little bits in defense and special defense. Extreme speed, because that's what Dragonites do nowadays. They, they hit hard with their extreme speed. Earthquake, because steel types do not care about your extreme speed dragon dance because we want to get strong and roost because we're a dragonite and we're bulky <laughs> and last yep. up we have tinglu we have good old tinglu with a citrus berry ability vessel of ruin we care less about special attacks i believe poison terror type lots of hp decent amounts <laughs> of defense and special defense with the impish nature boosting that defense a little more earthquake ruination taunt and stealth rocks that standardish like tinglu yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they have whirlwind. Who knows? He's doing good. Yeah, you could use this during the summer league over on the Discord server. So be sure. Yeah, to we're do getting. That. We've got like five people already in the first week competing. So oh, good. Good times. Good. We have like five or six teams up now. You mm-hmm. can pick from if you don't have your own. Yeah, you can of course bring your own though. Do not be afraid. Oh yeah. I still have to make my team for tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'll do that. Uh, I'm just gonna like wing it. It's just gonna be like a random team. It's gonna be what it is. <laughs> So you got your ground type. You can just bring a Lando and an Ursaluna. And everything. yeah, I think that's like my plan. <laughs> you can bring this Dragonite. <laughs> I think I think that's it. I think that's really my plan. I'm gonna be. You can bring a Tinglu. You. you can bring Tinglu and Dragonite. There oh, you go. There you go. Tinglu and Dragonite. <laughs> I'm just gonna steal these guys right here. Uh, an Ursaluna and uh, a Lando. That's four. That's all you need, right? Yeah. Uh, you need one thing with a ground type of two attack, and then anything you want. Yay! Cool beans. All right. Well, that is going to be it for this uh, segment. We are going to kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time. Sending your emails. 
Welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where you email pucklepodcast at gmail.com and we might read your email on the show. We typically have a prompt. Last week we asked you guys about your favorite TCG cards. You all promptly decided not to respond. And we're going to go ahead and instead go deep into the archives and pull out some of these emails that we didn't get to for the My Pokemon Journey uh, email question. Because you guys write amazing responses to these. And I think it is um, important to go ahead and read that. But before we continue, this segment, as always, is brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros. The energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! Hooves! And as always, we'll give out the Green Taurus badge on the server if anybody's got something that's uh, particularly touching or moving or anything. I don't know. It's midnight. (laughs) So we're going to go ahead and uh, jump into these emails. Our first email today is going to come to you from Andreas. So, Andreas, tell us your Pokemon journey as read by Sigma. Hey, Puckle Crew. The start of my Pokemon journey can be summed up like this. My 90s mom, who has no idea about Pokemon, is... Okay. I don't know what that means, okay. but that's okay. That, that was a that was an incomplete that was an incomplete sentence. Anyways, yes. the rest actually is complete. <laughs> At around age six, I wished for Pokemon Yellow for Christmas. My mom got me Pokemon Pinball. To her defense, it was a yellow box art. <laughs> Hilariously, same thing happened to my sister. They were really? sold out of Pokemon Yellow, oh, so no. she got Pokemon Pinball instead. Those are not uh, the I same. I got blue. Thing. My brother got red. Those so, are the Pokemon ugh. pinball is not the same. To be thing. fair, she did get yellow eventually when they had it back in stock after yeah. Christmas. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But no, similar, similar thing. <laughs> a couple years later, I wished for Leaf Green. At Christmas, I got a gray cartridge that came without a box. She bought a cheap bootleg copy on eBay. It broke pretty quickly. Oh, <laughs> oh no. To be fair, Fire Red and Leaf Green are known for their anti-piracy measures. So yeah, which makes day, it worse I, too. That makes it worse. Actually. Back in the day, that that actually really did suck. Yeah. <laughs> no, because like if you pi- if you pirated it, I think it just wouldn't let you go on the SSN or or, or to the Sevi Islands. I, I'm pretty sure that's where it stopped you. It's like, hey, you're playing a pirate. Yeah, it like copy. it like knew and it would tell you. Nowadays, it's better about it. <laughs> yeah, we we've gotten around it, but. Next was my sister who wished for Fire Red shortly after. My parents went to Spain on holiday and brought back a Spanish copy of Rojo Fuego. Oh my gosh. This is so amazing. This is so funny. I don't know how. (laughs) Once I bought my own games, I finally got what I was looking for. Thank God. Gen 4 through 6 was where I got into competitive. Okay, so like the my mom who has no idea what Pokemon is, it makes more sense now. Okay, yeah, that does make a lot. Yeah. There was an asterisk there, I guess. Yeah, this makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, okay. Gen 7 was a small drought. I never finished any of the games because the, I'm going to assume the cutscenes were too much. The cutscenes were terrible, actually. Like, it stops me from replaying those games. They actually, like, I think I think Scarlet and Violet are the first time since they introduced cutscenes that I've been like, yeah, the cutscenes aren't terrible. Yeah, I agree with that. The cutscenes aren't bad, but my goodness, I hated going to gyms with Nimona going there. It's not, I don't think that was nearly as bad as anything I suffered in Sword and Shield. Because, like, Sword and Shield, I just remember, so there's actually uh, Max Mofo, the, uh, the YouTuber, there's a segment of him playing Sword and Shield for the first time, and it just embodies the internal rage I felt playing the first hour of Sword and Shield, where they just won't let you play the game. Oh, yeah. And they just keep hand-holding you throughout the first hour. 
It is pretty slow. I did speed run the game. Uh, I think it was like 30 minutes to get out of this place oh, if you were speed running it. That's terrible. That's a lot. That's too much. <laughs> like usually we're getting to the the uh, wild area around the 30-ish minute mark. Like even PLA did better. PLA just like lets you go after like... Yeah, PLA was great about that. Just let you play. But yeah, okay. I digress. Only for me to come back full force in Gen 8 and 9 with around... 1500 hours of playtime on my switch in mainline pokemon alone that's insane okay oh wow okay at this point i pulled my future wife into the franchise as well in october i will marry her and our rings are safely awaiting for us in a hisui pokeball shaped ring box i love pokemon cheers andreas well we appreciate you sharing that with us I'm sorry that your mom didn't know what Pokemon was. That's amazing, though. <laughs> Rojo Fuego. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. I never took Spanish. Rojo Fuego. Rojo. Rojo Rojo. Rojo Fuego. Yeah, it's Rojo. I never took Spanish. I took French. My bad. <laughs> well, we've got this email from... I took German, so... Uh, this email is from uh, Trash Panda, or Ethan. What's up, Puckle? This is Ethan, or Trash Panda on the Discord, here with my Pokemon experience. My first experience with Pokemon was on YouTube. I watched multiple Let's Plays before I had a chance to get my own. I started super late, uh, that being with Gen 7 while in middle school. Oh, that, my heart. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. I remember 7, high school Gen when 7 people were school. Fire Red, Leaf Green. Gen 7, I was in grad school. Ow. Yeah, I yeah. was working yeah <laughs> in grad school i remember taking it the first day in grad like grad school was at least really cool because i didn't have any supervision whatsoever so when like major video game releases happen i would just go to work i would like go into the lab and just play pokemon or legend of zelda <laughs> for that day and then just go home but uh some kid had a 3ds xl and pokemon sun that he wasn't playing and sold them both to me for 30 dollars I'd say that's a steal, but it's Pokemon Sun. So. That's literally a steal. That is a steal. His mom got mad at him for made him give me the money back and took the 3XL, but let me keep the Pokemon Sun cartridge. So I got that for free. Okay. That's what for it's free. That okay. might be what it's worth. Okay. I eventually got an old original 3DS and I bought X, Omega Ruby, and Ultra Moon from some guy in Utah for 50 bucks. Hey. A steal. Right. Yeah, that's a steal, actually. That is a steal. That's amazing. Those are good games. <laughs> yeah, th those those are actually that's a solid pickup. I have at least had one version of a Pokemon of a Pokemon game. My first shiny was a Firo in Pokemon Sun, but I didn't have bank and really wanted to play through the game again. So my first shiny I still have is a Sandile from the same game. One save later, there are probably nice. three other people in my entire high school that have similar Pokemon knowledge to me, and I have yet to find them. Uh, hoping <laughs> to find more friends in college. This podcast is cool, and every time I listen, I wish I could be there. A great community. I assume this, this is where we end with Trash Panda. No, college is a lot easier to find people who play Pokemon. No, it absolutely is. Uh, yeah, I remember being there and just seeing like a ton of people playing. High school, there were a handful of people. You, you kind of knew play. My favorite memory it was when HeartGold SoulSilver came out. Like You could tell because a ton of people were rocking the Pokewalker. Yeah, the Pokewalker was a lot easier to spot who had, yeah. who was a Pokemon player. Uh, that was in college for me, though. It made, so. a lot of, made it a lot easier. All right, well, we've got one last email today, and that's going to be from uh, Mother Goose. Mother Goose says, hello, this is my first time writing in, and I'm pretty positive I'm emailing too late. Well, actually, you're wrong. It's kind of true. It doesn't matter. 
this this topic is evergreen. It always lives. Yes, it is. I still wanted to share my Pokemon journey with you, though, uh, since your podcast has added to that journey. Huh. I loved watching the Pokemon anime as a kid and was gifted yellow when I was about four years old. Wow. I resonate with Claude because I also couldn't read yet and uh, had no idea how to get my Pokemon out of the PC. I just couldn't figure it out uh, how to get the Snorlax to move out of my path, so I didn't finish the game until years later. Uh, fast forward several years uh, to fourth grade, we got my copy of Sapphire. I was finally old enough to understand how to play the game and was obsessed. I probably played through it 15 times as a kid. My passion for Pokemon was put in the back burner in middle school through early high school, like it usually is, yep. and, um, and again during college. April 2020 came along and I decided to get Switch to play Animal Crossing and was curious about what current Pokemon games were like, so I downloaded Shield. The game really ignited my passion for Pokemon again, and I was amazed by seeing Pokemon in the overworld and get absolutely wrecked by the Onyx in the wild area. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That Onyx. Oh that boy. Onyx, though. Yeah. That Onyx will take some lives. It's Yeah. Uh, I started taking a lot of walks, and that is when I found your podcast. Hey. hey. Maybe you should do some more runs. I don't listen to uh, podcasts when I run, to be fair, but that's a that's oh, okay. a, that's a thatch thing. Oh, okay. Uh, I love listening every week and I have learned a lot from all of you. I'm not active on the discord and I don't know. And I know this is too late to be around the show, but thanks for hearing the story. Uh, mother goose. Hey, honestly, I think mother goose gets it because she goes on walks and that goes on a full circle of how to exercise, which we learned very early on this week's show. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So (laughs) (laughs) who would have guessed? Mother Goose, two months ago, knew that we were going to talk about working out at the beginning of the show. <laughs> oh, you get it, Mother Goose. I know you're not on the Discord, but if you ever do, it's all yours. Yeah, just come in and say hi. It's been two months, maybe. Yeah, maybe. 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 Yeah, maybe she's in. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to email the show next week, we would uh, love to hear what you guys think of battles and what your favorite type of battle is, what your favorite battling memory is, anything. Send it into pucklepodcast at gmail.com, and we'd love to read it. Uh, other than that, if you want to hang out with us throughout the week, best way to do so is come over to our Discord at Discord, PuckleDiscord.com. You can go ahead and follow us on social media, on threads, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, there's nothing on the threads account right now, but... We're, I was going to say, we have threads? That's new to me. We claimed it. That's what's important. I claimed it. That was the important thing. Yeah. Uh, we, we get in more than zero followers every day on it, which is weird. Uh, but we do have it. Uh... And then, of course, we you can always go ahead and uh, follow us over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thepokopodcast. I've been streaming every Thursday with my uh, Pokemon Global Lock, where we're nuzlocking Pokemon Red right now. And every Pokemon that we catch there becomes dupes for the next game, which I believe is gold or silver. I don't remember which one we're doing. Probably gold. Um, I should probably make it silver so that we don't have to run into Weedles uh, <laughs> since we caught one. I mean, is it a loss if you walk into a grass patch and find a Weedle and you're like, oh, no, I can't get that one. Guess we'll have to find something else. That's fair. That's fair. You're making good points. That seems like a win, actually. You're making good points here, Sigma. Uh, yeah, you could. That's one less Weedle you have to catch. That's true. <laughs> that's a second roll. You're making, you're making good points. So maybe we're playing gold. Yeah, we're, but yeah, come along. It's been a ride. Uh, things die pretty frequently though we're getting to the point where like we're starting to over level things i feel like late game nuzlocks are usually a lot better than early game nuzlocks like early game nuzlocks are always where the struggle bus is it's a lot of grinding yeah a lot of grinding uh, eventually it just becomes very like it's very easy we're, we're all we're we're preaching that we're starting to breach that we're three badges in so we'll see how it goes 
They'll probably start up on YouTube as replays soon, too. We'll see. Yeah, speaking of YouTube, you can subscribe to that as well. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can do so in a couple of ways. First is you can go over to Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast, get a bunch of rewards um, and things and have a good time with it. Uh, of course, you can all also uh, go to Troll and Toad if you play the TCG and have an addiction to cardboard like Thatch. Um, if you want to get a discount over at trollandtoad.com, uh, whatever you purchase, please use code PUCKLEPOD5. It kicks a little bit back to us, but it also gives you a 5% discount on whatever you're buying. And if you're buying a booster box or something like that, uh, that could mean, you know, a pretty penny. That adds up. It does add up. It does add up. Or if you need Ionos. And- yeah, Ionos are expensive right now. Uh, but So are Battle VIP passes. Yeah. You know what just skyrocketed like crazy? Uh, Forest Steel Stone. I'm not surprised. That thing skyrocketed. I What's really bad is so like I bought a play set of them back when they were like two bucks a piece when Silver Tempest came out. Those things I think right now are like 15 bucks. Wow. Uh, card. And I've pulled like in another, I've pulled like a whole playset from open. And this packs. is like the off season. Dang. Yeah, I know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I could go on about how it's not the off season, but it's the end of the show. But yeah, you could use put code PucklePod5 at trollandtoad.com. It would help us out. Of course, uh, yeah, that's everything. I guess this is where we're going to sign off. So I have been Trainer Thatch. I've been R Sigma. And I'm Mark. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.